Ladies and gentlemen, the time is now. Put up or shut up. Leave the kids at home because the boys are coming out to play. It is playoff season, fellas. Let's go. Playoffs. 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 Aaron, you there? You're going to the playoffs, baby. Dude, congrats to all three of us. Hell yeah. Look at us. You know what? Every single one of us is in the playoffs. I say this episode just be the Chris, Tim, Aaron playoff extravaganza. Just talk about our teams, Pats how well back, we're all going to do. Around. That's right. You know, we have other members, but who cares about them? It's about us this week. They're so, not here right now. That's right. So sit back, relax, grab a beer, and enjoy the Tim, Chris, Aaron uh, playoffs. playoff experience. Y'all boys ready for this? How the folks let's gather around for the best sports talk in town. We got our hosts, Darren, Tim, and Chris. Baby, it can't get better than this. Give out all the power rankings. Laugh at all the teams tanking. A lot of fun, a lot of surprise. Let's give it up for the guys in this league. We have been consistently adding that lower level to the harmony every week. We've been killing it. We've been that's killing low it. country yeehaw. That's right, straight from Indiana, especially Southern Indiana, like where me and Tim are from. The good old oh, boys, yeah. the good down old boys south. down there in Newburgh. Shout out to the boys. Welcome in. Even if you aren't from Newburgh, we still love you because you're listening to the latest episode of the This League Fantasy Football Podcast, episode fifty-seven. It is the evening of December fourteenth. 2022. As always, I'm your host, Chris Mitchum, manager of the one and only Team Fairlife, along with the usual crew, Tim Rader, manager of the Mixon administration. Let's go. We're in the playoffs. We made it. We made it. 500. Let's go. Uh, playoffs. And of course, defending champion, air playoff bound, not with a bye, but playoff bound, Aaron and let Russ Microwave. No bye, but not going to matter, baby. Deep run. Let's go. Okay, okay. That's what the Rams thought, too. It's defending champions, but they're not looking too hot. At least you made the playoffs, though. But welcome in. Like I said, we have a packed show for you today. We have that playoff frenzy going, baby. It is playoff time. If you're in it, you're in it to win it. And if you're not, you don't want to finish last place. So we're going to be getting in to all of that, of course, with a Week 14 review then your usual power rankings, the This League guarantee. We look to get back on track with that this week. And then, of course, a Week 15 preview all wrapped up in a nice full playoff preview prediction for you guys. Gentlemen, are you ready to talk about some fantasy football playoff football? Boy, am I. <laughs> Born ready, Lance Stevenson. Let's go. Ooh. Let's ride. Before we get into that, drinks of the week. Life's all right. We're in the playoffs. Start your studs. Don't get cute. I got Miller Lite. Always, always. I'm hydrating. Water is imperative this week. Stout season. Dark beers, cold weather. Nothing better than a stout. Aaron, when's the last time you haven't had water on the pod? Listen, Chris, I'm facing you this week. We used to be be more hydrated than you. I'm going to be more prepared than you. I'm going to watch more film than you. You'll never outwork me on that one. I will outwork you in every area this week. You know Bring how, it on. You know how many B. Sean Robinson highlights I've watched this week? You will never watch more <laughs> film than me. All right? 
I'm just kidding. He's so good. <laughs> I know. We used to be a proper podcast where we all enjoyed an alcoholic beverage, but Aaron's got to be out here showing us yeah. all up. Whatever. Jeez. All right, boys. Let's get into a nice and quick and dirty week 14 review. As I said, we don't hope to spend too much time here so we can get into all the playoff goodness. And for the most part, these games went chalk and there wasn't a lot of riding on them. So let's get through these quick. We'll start with a matchup of two teams towards the bottom of the league. We had Clayton and the Red Rocket coming into this one. Did he come in at 2-11 or is he 2-11? He came in at 2-11, taking on Don and Team Don Perignon, who came into this one at 4-8. and eight. Or excuse me, 5-8. And we had Don technically still alive in the playoff hunt. Team All Don right. Perignon. on. And unfortunately for him, he could not put up 330 points on the week. <laughs> um, got close though, right? He gets the dub easily over Clayton, 120 to 85, but falls about 170 points shy of in the points four category to push Chris which is about two full games worth of points for Don. So he falls shy, does not make the playoffs, but gets the late season win. Always good to have momentum carried by Miles Sanders and Tony Pollard, 28-22, and Juju with a nice 22-point score. Clayton, on the other hand, limps into the loser's bracket. Mm. Jeff Wilson, out. Damian Pierce, uh, ankle sprains, out for a few weeks. And a nice old goose egg from Noah Fant. Uh-huh. One target, zero catches, all up for a solid 85 points for Clayton. All right. Like I said, Don, six and eight, finishes the year with a dub. Clayton, stumbling a bit towards the end, finishes the regular season two and 12. And there you go. The uh, the regular season for these two teams is a wrap. Clayton falls to two and 12. Don improves to six and eight, looking to have a solid performance in the loser's bracket for both of those teams. Let's move on to the next matchup. We had Hayden and Country Road take Mahomes coming into this one at four and nine, taking on an Anthony team with a lot to play for. He was coming to this one at 10 and three, and we all knew Anthony, you win, and the first round bye is yours. And even on the other hand, this was a great tune-up game, I think, for Anthony, because we all know Hayden, he has the pieces to put together a really solid performance any week. So going up, I think this was a good barometer for Anthony, and boy, did he excel. 147 points for him, the highest scorer on the week, a great way to jog into the playoffs as he wins. He gets that first round bye, he gets the week off, and you absolutely see why. Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey seem to be the best match made in heaven for fantasy ever. Just, you have the best check down running back in the league at your disposal, and you're Brock Purdy. Yeah, you're going to use him. And then Debo Samuel going out only marks good things for that going into the future. I think it's hilarious how a player can get 33 points and not score a touchdown, but then Justin Jefferson is just a hilarious player with 11 catches for 223 yards again the highest point total on the week and that is with only 11 from Travis Kelsey and 8 from CeeDee Lamb you gotta love that from Anthony's perspective over to Hayden Debo Samuel going out high ankle sprain for three weeks you don't like that going into the losers bracket of the playoffs which I think we all would consider Hayden to be one of the favorites in that whole bracket when you have people like Jalen Waddle and Derrick Henry at your disposal you should be but Waddle with another disappointing performance Travis Etienne, it just seemed like two or three weeks ago we were talking about him as a top 10 
dynasty running back. Definitely League like winner potential. Definitely one for the rest of the year. And now his last three weeks, four weeks actually, have been ten point three six and three. Granted, I think he went out injured in one of those games, but uh, he's been pretty disappointing going forward. And I think that might be one big reason why Hayden has even missed the playoffs. Um, so yeah, you don't really like to see that Debo injury, and then Tua. He's a hot point of contention. If you, I don't know if you guys have noticed when you bring up Tua's name, people get upset. People get aggressive. They have really Tua strong does. opinions about him. Um, but he's been pretty disappointing as well, obviously. But you have Patrick Mahomes. You don't need to worry about that. But 102 points for him. You hope to see better going into the loser's bracket. Anthony, like I said, gets the win. 147 points. High scorer on the league. Gets a bye week. All is good in Anthony land. Anything to add there before we hop on to the next one? Nope. All right. Nothing for me. Justin Jefferson's really good and scary. He is ridiculous, and he's fun to play. He just makes those catches look so dang easy. Look dang easy, yeah. On to the next matchup. We had your boy, Chris, Team Fairlife, coming to this one at 6-7, and seven, taking on my arch nemesis. He hates puppies. He probably kicks children. Stretch and Super Camario at 11-2. and two. And although you hate him with a fiery passion, Chris, uh, he got the better of you this week. 50 points better to be exact final score here was chris 74 Woo-hoo-hoo! kyle stretch and super camario 125 and pretty simple here after josh allen um uh, deandre swift <laughs> gabe davis <laughs> dj moore <laughs> james cook hey, seattle defense what Happened. Uh, and then when you go over to Stretch's side, um, yeah, Kyler Murray goes down. Going to be a big storyline going into the playoffs, to be honest with you. That's a what big does he loss. do at quarterback now that Murray's out for the year with the torn ACL? Josh Jacobs doing his thing, 19 points. James Conner had a pretty solid outing. I like some of Stretch's pieces. He has that tight end. Uh, from Tennessee, I won't even begin to try to pronounce his name. But he's Come been on, out. coward! Do it! Do it! All right, I'll try. Chigozim Okonkwo. That was pretty good. Not bad. Not bad. That didn't sound too like cultural appropriation ish. Ish. There we go. <laughs> I I gave him my best shot. Um. So stretch, you know, gets by this week, but. Man, he very lucky stumbled into a bye because it's going to be kind of nice playing him next week, whoever wins the matchup of Tim versus Steven. Nonetheless, though, number one seed secure for him, and he moves on and ready for round two of the playoffs. Got to hope you see a little bit of improvement going forward for him, but he has a week. Let more players kind of play out, maybe get healthy. I think that loss of Kyler hits him a lot. Yeah, he's definitely happy he has the bye and gets to kind of see how everyone plays this week and then adjust from there. Yep, Absolutely. We go on to the next matchup. We had Tim and the Mixed Administration taking on Zach and Team Brace Lightning. I mentioned it was a great tune-up game for Anthony because it was a competitive opponent. This would be a great tune-up game for Tim and his team's confidence going up against a very, very poor Zach team, starring the likes of Alexander Madison, who didn't even get him a point, didn't even get him zero points 
You know what's worse than zero points? Negative point one point. So that's what wow. Alexander Madison gets you this week, along with a measly nine from Robert Woods. Three from Mark Andrews, man. Here's Mark Andrews' last, oh my God, last eight weeks? 0. .46, 12-10, 9-3. I mean, tight ends suck, but Mark Andrews, you hope to get you know, a little more than that. But that, I think that can just compound on the disappointing season that Zach has had. But, of course, let's look at Tim's. He moves on to the playoffs. He was in no matter what. Hoping to see some good performances from some, fo- from some folks. Jalen Hurts, that is number one player overall in fantasy football for you. Jalen Hurts, that Thanks, tra- Chris. I would say that trade is looking very, very nice. Uh, or else you'd be riding, you know, the 14 points that Dak Prescott got you last week. So yeah, big difference. Uh, tra- trade of the year candidate. Maybe. We'll see. Tune into this year's leagueies coming to you week. Oh after. yeah, coming soon. Coming soon. Uh potential. <laughs> that's, that's that's my leagueies host voice. Um, but Jamar Chase coming back, you gotta love that. Isaiah Pacheco gets his opportunity in the starting lineup, and he didn't kill you. He didn't win you the week either. But I mean, seventy yards, three catches on the uh, seventy yards on the ground, three catches through the air. You gotta love that. Little red flags from Ramondre Stevenson, but fear not. We have Aaron Jones. We have Jonathan Taylor, both on bye. I mentioned I love Tim's depth. It came in to fruition here, especially now if Ramondre has a lingering injury. We hope to see that recover so we can have a full Tim, full strength Tim team in the playoffs. So Tim coasts on this one. Final score 135 to 96, the second highest score on the week. And uh, he charges into the playoffs with a nice 7-7 seven and seven record. Very healthy. We'll take it. We made it to 500. Pacheco was a last minute. I wanted to just kind of see what it felt like to have a week with Pacheco and Dulcich in there when they didn't really have great matchups, you know, just to see what I got going forward. So very last minute shift. I think it was like literally 404 when I put in Pacheco and took out DK Metcalf. Like, that's great. Let's see what happens. See what happens. I like it. I like it. All right. You can you have that luxury when you play a team like Zach. So that is nice. Right. Uh, since we are zooming through these, I'll give you this. For the game of the week, it was also our matchup to watch, and I think it paid dividends. We had Aaron and Let Russ Microwave coming into this one at 9-4, and four, taking on Steven Mount Passmore also at 9-4. and four. Not a lot riding on this one. Aaron was kind of shooting for that first-round bye with a, with a win and some help, but uh, yeah, we'll see, see what happens. <laughs> yeah, like you said, set it up. Mostly seeding at risk here in this one. Not a whole lot of uh, playoff implication. Otherwise, this was back and forth. Every time I checked the app this past week, it felt like one of these teams would be at an 80% chance to win. Ten minutes later, I'd look and it'd be the other team. 70% chance to win. Like, they were big swings in the game. And it wasn't watching too close, but we can see where those swings kind of come in, right? So on Steven's side... We see Nick Chubb with a nice eight points against the Bengals. The Browns couldn't get anything going offensively, so that hurts. Dalvin Cook, seven points at Detroit. I texted the group at one point. I think it was he was like 14 carries for 20 yards. Like, you give Dalvin Cook 14 carries, you would bet the house more than 20 yards. Big swing there. 
And another huge one on Steven's side, Stefan Diggs got sauced. You got sauced. Big time. 6.7 points, only three catches on the week versus the Jets. On the bright side for Steven, who put up a solid 120 points, Justin Herbert threw for a lot of yards. Only one touchdown, but he threw for a lot of yards, and everybody was all aboard the Justin Herbert hype train this week. So we'll see what that looks like going forward. Social media uh, quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Hasn't done anything in the, in the NFL yet, but that's beside the point. A.J. Brown, solid 19 points. The Dr. Dalton Schultz, 14.7. There it is. Is that is it you, Aaron, or Chris? Which one of you is always like, got to play Schultz, got to play Schultz? Aaron. It's been me, yeah. Finally did it, and guess what? You had George Kittle on the bench with six points, and you should have played the tight end four on the year, Evan Ingram. Oh, 39. 39. 39 points. That's unbelievable. On the bench. Hey, hey, guys, do you guys know what uh, Evan Ingram's uh, rank is now, tight ends? Like where he's Tim at? just said it, didn't you? Tight end four. Oh, okay. All right. Never mind. Which is unbelievable. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy stuff. You, you got that. Jarek McKinnon on the bench with 32. I mean, Steven had some, some bench points this week. Aaron on the other side gets a solid 29 out of Kirk Cousins, 24 out of Eckler, 24 out of Tyreek, 17 from Tyler Lockett. Tyler so very Lockett, good, bro. Yeah. Just keep scoring touchdowns. Is that six weeks in a row? I think he's had a touchdown. Six weeks. Like yep. he's he's touchdown machine at five. He, may, foot he may be the most disrespected player in fantasy football. Honestly, yeah, maybe. As a guy who traded him away for like Kadarius Tony, I just he didn't knows. want him on my roster. <laughs> yeah, not not great. So Aaron had a couple of stinkers that would have helped, you know, with the swing of things and why Steven might have been favored at some point. Saquon. Banged up coming into the week, neck injury. They get blown out by the Eagles. So I think the Giants like maybe didn't even play him towards the end of the game. Only got six points. Devontae Adams, three catches, 71 yards, only 10 points. That's a floor game for him. Foster Morrow. Woo! Goose, goose egg. Goose egg. Yeah. I'm sure and, Aaron is very happy he's no longer on his roster. <laughs> you you know you're back you know Dallas you Goddard. are like you know you're happy to get rid of a player when you drop them before waivers even run. It's just oh, like yeah, so I don't no want to look at you anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was so disgusted. I was like, get off my <laughs> roster. Say no, thank you. And then another floor game from Amon Ross St. Brown, thirteen points. You take it, help to get the win. One hundred and thirty-three to one hundred and twenty. And then don't look now, but Aaron's quarterbacks are heating up. Yes, they are. Heating up. Russell Wilson, is he back in the kitchen? 31 and a half points and a massive concussion on the side. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Got to scramble egg brains on the side. I'd uh, say his, his air fryer, his air fryer went overboard. <laughs> Do you guys see? Do you guys see him after that hit? Because he was not well. Didn't he have like a big old welt, yeah. like on the side of his head? Like that. it was ugly looking. That's no bueno. He's on the sideline, being like, "Hey, I'm okay. I'll go in." And then, <laughs> "Oh, Broncos country, let's ride." <laughs> Speaking of that game, though, did you see Jerry Judy throwing a tantrum like the entire guy? Like Jerry Judy went off. 
three touchdowns, but like he's just shaking and stomping his legs like a little toddler out there, screaming at Russ, screaming at the ref, screaming at the coach. Like they got him going apparently, but like he was he was all over the place there. Yeah. So last thing of note for Aaron, potential couple of uh nice time playoff performers, Trevor Lawrence, 39 points. And don't look now, but he's back again, J.K. Dobbins. Yeah, look at him. 18 points, 15 carries, 120 yards, and touchdown. Last people of note, Aaron finishes the regular season in the three seed at 10 and four. Steven, four seed at nine and five. There we go. Uh, We'll talk more about it later, but I, I think Steven gets humbled the first week of the playoffs. I really do. I really do. He, we've been bashing on him all the all, like three or last four, three or four weeks about just like you got to put up more than one twenty, you got to put up more than one thirty to compete with these guys, and he just hasn't done it. Like don't be wrong, one thirty wins you a lot of weeks, and I think that's why he has a good record. He's in the playoffs. Like I just, I don't know. When you go up against somebody like Tim, I think that has the chance to humble him. But that's just me. I can't say anything because I put up. Eight, I didn't even put up 80, so... <laughs> 74! Yeah, I know, I know. We out here, though. We out here, though. Congrats to Aaron for winning. Unfortunately, Anthony did not send back the love and lose and allow Aaron to get the uh, the number one seed, or the number two seed, excuse me. But that is the way fantasy football... Come on, Anthony! Come on! ...works. That was your Week 14 review. The regular season, the 2022 regular season is over, boys. Can't believe I said wow. that. It's over. It's done. It's playoff time. I feel like I didn't even prepare for it to be over. It went by so fast. Yeah. It's now like you guys do not realize. Like if you lose next week, you're you're over. It's done. You're it's stop. Done. Just don't it talk about happen. it. Just don't over. talk about it. Well, one of you, one of you has to lose. I know. There's gonna be one over. of our seasons is over. I, I was gonna say there. There's going to be one upset podcast host next week. But you know what? <laughs> if Why I only have two. If 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 I beat Aaron, <laughs> you'll be dancing on his grave. You'll be like the the Ghana funeral dancers yeah, carrying Aaron to the grave. I, I'm gonna go mute. <laughs> I'll show up to the podcast with you guys, but I just won't say anything because what is there to say? Jeez, I don't know. All right, that that last regular season review oh, tasted so sweet. Until next year, regular season, we got some playoffs to do. But before we do that, let's get into some power rankings. Let's go. Broncos country. Let's ride. It's your favorite time of the week. We have the last power rankings of the regular season before we get into the playoffs. Here we go. At number 10. Back to back weeks, the Red Rocket put a banner up, stumbling to the finish line. I went through the injuries earlier, not great. Number nine stays the same, gets stomped last week. Breeze Lightning, Breeze Lightning. Number eight again, staying the same. Country Roads take Mahomes. All right, number seven is the one and only favorite. In the losers bracket, Don and Team Don Perignon. Is that definitive? Are you are you declaring that favorite in the losers bracket? By record, I guess I don't agree with that statement, so I'll take it <laughs> back. But based on these power rankings, one might argue 
Now, if you look at my power rankings, I swapped Don and Hayden. So I have Hayden as my favorite, but we'll get into that later. Playoff teams. Number six, Team Fairlife. You made it. That's all that matters. Nobody here besides So you're me. saying there's a chance. I don't belong. <laughs> Down two spots at number five. Super Camario. Did you guys move him down? The team is hating. Kyler Murray goes down. I moved him down because of Kyler. Gets gets the gets the bye to get healthy and see what happens with, with the other quarterbacks he picked up, but power rankings are not kind to stretch this week at 12 and 2, number one seed. Fifth. Oh God. It just feels rankings. like he's limping in though. Whew. It's all this Ooh. billboard material. <laughs> I almost yeah, I don't almost hate. want to call him the uh, if he played this week, he would get stomped, so he's so lucky. By way of stretch falling, up to number four, Team Mount Passmore, up one from last week. Number three, you got me. Vixen All administration. Right. Here we go. Rising up the power rankings back to the end of the year. You know, the season was like a smiley face for me. Hot start. What the hell is going on? And a strong-ish finish. <laughs> It's all about how We're you finish, going. man. We're going. That's what she said. Number two. Down a spot from last week. Team uninspired oh, you. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Down from number one. Final power rankings. Actually, you know what? This is the same because remember I switched at the last minute. Uh-huh. I was like, no, I want Aaron at number one. I want Aaron at number one. <clears throat> so Aaron was one last week. Oh, yeah, you did change it. Yep. We didn't change it on the dock. That's it. My bad. Top two stay the same. Number one, Aaron, defending champion of the night. Let Russ microwave. Number two, the number two seed in the league, Team Uninspired Youth and Anthem. All right. Well, I think that, I mean, that kind of, I think that's, I think that's fair. Like, if you were to rank one through six, who you think is the best chance to win the championship, I think you would say that order. I guess we'll figure it out later, but. <laughs> yeah. Potentially. I think you'd say that order. All right. Well, that was your power rankings for this week. Aaron stays at the top heading into the playoffs. This is where this is this is the time. Playoffs? This is that time of the year. Playoffs. Uh, playoffs. All right, boys. Who's ready to go make some money? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do this it. league. Guarantee. Will I leave that awkward pause in there? I don't know, but uh, oof! It's time for this league guarantee. And Aaron, you don't got you don't even have to go over go over last week if you don't want to. I mean, I I think I was in a coma. I don't even remember what happened. Yeah, I don't remember either. I have a short term memory loss, so we we're not going to go over it. <laughs> Last week sucked. We're back, though, baby. <laughs> Ride with us again this week. The parlay is plus 582. I like it. Going to win some money for you guys this week. And we're going to start off strong. Chris, lead us off. All right. Well, usually I'm not a big over-under guy, right? But I was snooping. I was looking around. What do I like? What I don't like? And actually, the game I was looking at for a long time for the over-under was the Lions-Jets, 44 and a half. 
I really like that over because Mike White's coming back. Then I was like, but I don't love it. I don't love it, you know. And then I saw the Falcon Saints are one point below that projection. So the Falcon Saints are over under 43 and a half. And I was mm-hmm. like, surely, surely the Jets and the Lions, I know Jets' defense is good, but I think the Lions' offense is just as good, and Mike White can move the ball. I think that game is going to score more than the Saints-Falcons with Andy Dalton and Desmond Ritter. Don't forget, going to New Orleans in the Superdome. Usually, New Orleans in the huh, Superdome, that just screams 13-3 to game to me. 20-3 to game. Just like... New Orleans shuts you down, rides the crowd. They love it. So the fact that that game is at 43 and a half, Desmond Ritter, his first ever NFL start against a solid Saints defense in the Superdome. I don't think the, I don't think they're going to need Andy Dalton to put up a lot of points because I don't think the Falcons are going to put up any points this week. So 43 and a half, I, I would consider you know going under at like a 39 or a 38. So 43 and a half, I love it. I'm going the under. In the Falcon Saints game, 43 and a half. Book it. I like it. And it makes a lot of sense, especially since you picked up the Saints defense to play me, you piece sure of crap. Did. Desmond Ritter's <laughs> gonna throw four <laughs> interceptions. <laughs> Tim, lay it on us. What do you got for us? All right. I try to stay away from from my faves, you know, my my bangies, Cincinnati bangies. The bingies. Uh, We're taking a minus three and a half at Tampa Bay. Let's roll. The Bengals are 18 and three against the spread in the last 21 games. Just covering by margins that are crazy. And the Bucks are banged up. Their injury report had guys like Vita Vea, Joe Tryon, Shioinka, number nine, the defensive end guy. Mm. Tom Brady's ego, like th- three safeties, two <laughs> corners, like on the, the defensive are banged up. So we're taking the Bengals minus three and a half all day. I like it. They just got blanked by uh Brock Purdy, right? Brock Purdy. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying this definitively. Don't have the haters come out to me, but I think I could definitively say Joe Burrow is better than Brock Purdy. I know. I know. I, it's wild. It's a hot take. It's a hot it's take, wild. Chris. But if Brock Purdy can put up 35 or however much they put up on the Bucks this last week, I think Burrow can too. So, And this line is with potentially Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins not playing. And if either Bridge. one of those guys gets to play, you got to think that bodes well for the chances of that hitting. I like it, Tim. And then for myself, you know, I was going through, I was looking at it, it was like, Man, these all these games, trying to find a game where I like the spread. And then I I come up on the boys, right, as in the Dallas Cowboys. The Colts. Oh, Colts. Colt. <laughs> T.Y. Hiltons. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. T.Y. Houston finally I, I coming to fruition. I think he's going to look so old and decrepit. I love T.Y., but like. His yeah. voice is kind of weird. He's 33. His Larry Bird year. Unbelievable. But anyway, back to what I was saying. I, I was looking at the game and I was like, you know what? Cowboys minus four against the Jags? The same Cowboys that defeated the Vikings by what? 35 plus points on the road? The what same am I? Cowboys that beat the Texans by four? Yes. 
And I was like, you know, what am what am I missing here? And I think I'm just going to ride it, man. I, I think minus four, that's low enough. I think they can beat the Jaguars by a touchdown. I like that doesn't it. seem do. out of the realm of possibility. And Trevor Lawrence is banged up, actually, with his foot right now. That pass rush. I can see Micah Parsons having a, at least a couple sacks in this game. I think you lock it in. I think the Cowboys are in a position where this isn't a trap game for them. I think Texans last week woke them up. AFC South, they're ready for him. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been playing really well. So that makes me a little nervous. But I, I like your thought. I like your idea of like, it was a wake-up call last week. Like, you can't, they you can't, come out firing. You can't take a week off, man. Got to come out firing. So I dig that. Minus four, I'll take it. Add to the parlay. And that is your parlay for this week. Just to recap it for the folks at home, Chris is going with Falcons versus Saints under 43 and a half points. Tim with the Bengals minus three and a half on the road at the Buccaneers. And your boy Aaron taking Cowboys minus four against the Jags. Let's get it done, guys. Book it right to the bank. Let's get on to some playoffs. Uh, playoffs? Broncos country. Let's ride. Hey, hey. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, 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 bye. Let's go. Let's go. We welcome back from bye weeks the whole NFL. Just kidding, no. We welcome back the Atlanta Falcons, Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers, the Indianapolis go, go, go. Horses. New Orleans Saints and the Washington Commanders. And boys, the buys are over. They're over. Love to see that. Full strength. Thank goodness. The only buys we see this week are for Anthony and Stretch. The number one, the number two seeds will not be playing this week. They get to cruise around, spend time with their families, go to an apple orchard with their girlfriends or girlfriends. It's December. Or go to build a snowman. Go to the Christmas market. You know, all the cute stuff. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I like it. Uh, congrats to them again. All right. Playoffs, baby. For those of you that don't know, we have a winner's bracket and a loser's bracket in this league. The winner's bracket, obviously the winner of that, wins the nut, wins the title, wins the money, all that kind of stuff. The loser's bracket, however, every game means something. The winner of the loser's bracket gets the number one overall pick in this league. And, of course, the second place of that loser's bracket gets the second and all that kind of stuff. So I figure we start with loser's bracket. Before we get into the big boys, if you need reminder, loser's bracket currently consists of Zach, Clayton, Hayden, and Dawn. And they're obviously playing for draft picks. So what's that mean? Whose draft picks are whose? Who's going to be rooting for who? Well, I'll tell you now. Zach's pick and Brees Lightning belongs to your boy, Chris. I'm going to be rooting for Zach hard in this loser's bracket. We got Clayton, and his pick belongs to Hayden. So Hayden playing with Clayton's pick. And then Hayden's pick also belongs to Hayden. Good for him. And then Don's pick belongs to Don. So really, it's just Zach and Clayton who are playing for other people. Obviously, I'm rooting for Zach. So let's let's do this. Let's do this. So we are going to start in the said loser's bracket, as I said. And we have a matchup between the favorite, question mark, Hayden, Country Roads, Take Mahomes, kicking off the playoffs, taking on Zach and team Brees Lightning. Hayden at 4-10, and 10, Zach at 3-11. and 11. 
that we do, guys. And like you already outlined, Chris, there is something to play for, albeit Zach is playing for you. Let's go. So <laughs> Free slatting. We'll, we'll see. You know, we'll see how uh, strong of a lineup he puts out there, given that, you know, because Hayden has a lot of interest in winning this game. And I really like Hayden's chances here, guys. I mean, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, Houston's surprisingly been pretty good against the past this season, but it's Mahomes. He does Mahomes-like things. They're magical. I think he gets it done. Tractor Cito, you love to see him against the struggling Chargers run defense. You got Christian Watson coming back off by. The dude just scores touchdowns. That's all he does. Rashad White. I think in a matchup where Cincinnati's defense is going to be ready to play, I like him as well from a PPR perspective. I just think there's a lot of firepower over on Hayden's side, especially when you compare it to Zach's side with Girf at quarterback. He's been lighting it up, but it's a different beast with this New York Jets defense and Sauce Gardner. Could wreak some havoc there. You like Deontay Foreman, some volume-based RB2, Brian Robinson. You know, been getting a lot of volume, but banged up this week. Poppy Woods in the lineup. <laughs> Bobby, uh, fighting for that, fighting for his his real his real heartfelt owner right here. Yeah, it almost like feels Bobby like Woods guy. You guys remember when they used to do the throwback Thursday posts? I just feel like that Bobby Woods like fits that exactly. So Zach, Zach, you should put that on your social media this week with your team. Just TBT Robert Woods. TBT picture of Robert Woods. Yeah, he was good 15 years ago. Kind of. <laughs> He's good yeah. one year ago. <laughs> it feels like it's been like at least seven seasons. And then, then the then the tight end double stacker sandwich. Uh, the double double decker tight end stacker. Double stuffed Oreos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mark official An- name for that. Double decker tight end stacker, I think it was. Yes, it was. I yep. Go back to the well with it. Right. The double decker tight end stacker. <laughs> that sounds yummy. Coming at you. Uh and then Michael Gallup. And he he's a guy. So uh yeah. I like Hayden in this matchup to march on and get that another step close to that coveted number one overall pick. No brainer, no brainer at all in my eyes. There's a one game, one game separating them in the standings. Hayden with four wins on the regular season, Zach with three, but Hayden has scored 415 more points than Zach this season. Oh my uh, gosh. A little over 33% more than Zach scored on the year. So Hayden's team is just straight up better all day. Easy win for Hayden. If there's anything I can give Zach in this matchup, though, yeah, Hayden's got the names. I get it. But ETM, we mentioned it earlier, has not been playing well. Jalen Waddle hasn't been playing well, straight up. Derrick Henry, for his standards, he's still Derrick Henry. Don't get me wrong. And he's way better than really anybody Zach has in his roster. But he hasn't been playing well according to his standards. Now, of course, Pat Mahomes is going to do his thing. What really hurts Zach here, I'm picking Zach just for the sake of I got to root for him, so I'm picking Zach. But I think what really hurts him here is Jared Goff. Like, if he were playing, you know, a a Detroit or a Raiders or something, it's like, yeah, he's going to feast. I just don't think he can put up, like, the 
25 to 30 points you want you really want in a quarterback against the Jets defense uh I know the Lions are riding high but I just don't I think that takes away a lot of his upside that particular matchup there uh and typically I am very very against the uh double decker tight end stacker but Njoku and Andrews dang near one of the better ones you can get Njoku when he has played has been really well the past couple weeks and then hopefully Mark Andrews gets a bounce back game against Cleveland. He's definitely due. So I'm picking Zach here. I'm kind of trying to formulate an argument and giving him a chance. I'm not disagreeing that Hayden has the better players, but I like Zach here. I do. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick him. He moves on to play for that number one overall pick. So we had two for Hayden, one for Zach, right? Yes, sir. All right. We'll come on, Zach. Try to avoid that last place game. We move on to the next matchup in the loser's bracket. Of course, it is Dawn, the favorite in the playoff bracket, not according to Tim. That's Hayden. Hey, Aaron, what's your opinion on that? Real quick, who, who's your favorite coming into this loser's bracket? Man, I, I got to go with Hayden, I think, as well. I just think that when you look at Hayden's roster, there's just a few guys that are like, wow, they can really put up points. They can, they can. Of course, we have Don and Team Don Perignon coming into this one at six and eight, taking on Clayton and the Red Rocket at two and twelve. We know the stakes. Winner goes to play for the number one pick. Loser at risk for punishment. This was pretty unbelievable when I saw it. That sleeper has Don with a seventy-two percent chance of victory. I was like, excuse me, but I can kind of see why at this moment. I'm hoping neither team has set their lineup yet because if so, I certainly have some questions. We'll start with Clayton. I mean, when you lose your knight in shining armor and Damian Pierce, high ankle sprain, it's probably going to be out for at least three weeks with that high ankle sprain. He was really the only major upside piece in his roster outside of Joe Burrow. And even Joe Burrow has a matchup you don't love. So, you know, I think that kind of hurts Clayton in that aspect. And even Jeff Wilson in that Miami backfield. Both him and Mostert haven't been playing too hot, which is kind of surprising to me with that high-powered offense. But uh, he hasn't been what you want, and then, you know, you're starting the likes. You have a double-decker tight end stacker that you don't like to see, and Dawson Knox and Noah Fant. So uh, that that's that's like a, uh, you know, that's like a Burger King burger. I don't want that one. I want the nice Five Guys burger, that double-decker tight end stacker. You know what I'm saying? Getting hungry. I like those. Um, and then, I mean, he has people like Terrence Marshall and Westbrook Akini still in his lineup. So if you look at his bench, though, you're hoping, you, you know, you start an Elijah Moore. You start a Drake London with Desmond Ritter. Frick, who those, knows? Those are the two names I was going to say have to get in the lineup. Right. Those two right there have to. Yeah. So, like I said, you would hope. But we move on over to Don. And Don, man, I think he's the favorite. I really do, because not only does he have the names, maybe not as big of names, but the names like Hayden, but his names are actually playing really well. Miles Sanders, Tony Pollard just keeps getting it done. Like, to me, I'm having a hard time removing him from, like, that running back handcuff label in my head. It's like, oh, he's like the RB7. So, it's <laughs> he's pretty Easy. freaking good. So, um, yeah, I mean, he's been a staple uh Hollywood Brown when he plays I know Colt McCoy in there but when he has played he has been really effective and then he's got people on his bench currently not in his lineup Chris Olave Terry McLaurin you got to think you make room for both of those guys maybe in place of like a Darius Slayton and a Juju Smith-Schuster and then you add Brandon Ayuk to that 
like like I said, maybe not as big of names as Hayden, but all of his names are playing really, really well. I think he takes care of business against Clayton here, again, assuming he starts his lineup, which is always something you have to take into account with Don. But, um, yeah, I think Don wins here. Uh, I think he wins fairly easily if he gets those guys in there. Like I said, not the names, but I think his team is performing really well. I'm taking Don. Yeah, I'm going to go with Don as well. Uh, a couple questions for him for sure would be Terry McLaurin and Chris Olave on the bench. Those guys are hot. They've been playing well. I'd get them into his lineup immediately over the likes of Juju and Darius Slayton. Um, but even if he doesn't make any changes, I still think he wins. I'm picking Clayton for a couple of reasons. One, Don's lineup choices. Um, we got to see it happen as always, but I, I, I'm I'm picking this based on the fact that in my mind, Elijah Moore and Drake London are in the starting lineup. And, you know, I can just see Drake London having a high catch, high target game, Desmond Ritter coming in, trying to establish some sort of rookie to rookie connection and give the Falcons hope going forward because he's playing for his job. He's coming in for his first NFL start. Oh, absolutely. He's playing for his job. The Falcons have high picks. They can replace him next year like that. And he'll just be a career Marcus Mario to back up. So he's got to get it going if he wants any chance. So. I don't have a whole lot of faith in this pick, but I'll take Clayton. And they're throwing him in the Superdome to do that. They don't want him to succeed. That's so rude. <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be wild. That's so rude. I do like the Elijah Moore call out, though. Um, I, you know, if you would have told us four or five weeks ago that, you know, we'd be liking Elijah Moore as a start, <laughs> you'd be, you know, you'd be proud pressed. But I mean, uh, I'm six targets in week 13, 10 targets in week 14. Uh, a Detroit game in a dome that you like to see. So, you know, I think that one has the the potential to – I'm sorry, Detroit game's not in a dome. I'm sorry, it's in New York. Uh, But, yeah. Shout out, shout out Danny Dimes, by the way. Don rolling Danny Dimes out there. Yikes. Because he's got Aaron Rodgers and uh Matt Ryan. So, the retirement home for Team Don <laughs> Perignon. All right. <laughs> Let's get into this, baby. Uh, playoffs? We got the winner's bracket, and of course, stay tuned. After all these reviews, we are going to do a full March Madness bracket fill-out. You don't want to miss that. Before we, do, before we do it, let's get into these big games. Not the biggest game. I think everybody in Mama knows how this game is going to go, but we're going to talk about it anyway. Of course, I'm talking about the Civil War of the podcast hosts. We got your boy, Chris, Team Fairlife, coming to this one at 6-8. and eight taking on a red hot number one in the power rankings all eyes on him he can't fail or he will be a failure to his fan base and his family and his girlfriend of course i'm talking about aaron hunt owner of let russ microwave i mean those are fighting words out of the gate chris trying to downplay the matchup i don't like this juju that chris is trying to put on me (laughs) he's like oh i got nothing to lose well well guess what ladies and gentlemen we talked a little bit before the podcast and and we see a lot of green in terms of the ease of matchups for chris's players and a lot of red on aaron's side so we'll dive into this head to head position by position and see what we like starting with none other than Josh 
Allen, the Stallion, versus Miami in a plus matchup. It's going to be cold. It's going to be snowy. I'm so scared. But even if he even if he doesn't have his normal <laughs> passing game, he's going to run 15 times for 180 yards and probably three touchdowns. So the Stallion does what the Stallion does. On the other side, right now, we have Kirk Cousins versus Indianapolis. Colt, go Colts. Projected a, a meager little 20 points, but when you look at the bench, Trevor Lawrence, hottest quarterback maybe on the roster, versus Dallas, top in the pass rush and defense, and Russ Wilson coming off a concussion. Don't know if he's going to play this week. So right now we got Kirk Cousins slotted in there. At the running back position. I think this is the juiciest part of this matchup. We have... On Chris's side, Najee Harris at Carolina, a team that can easily be run on. And DeAndre Swift at the Jets. That's a little bit tougher of a matchup. So one plus, one eh, mediocre, minus. Who knows what you're going to get with DeAndre Swift. Like, welcome to the D-Swift experience, Chris. Two weeks ago, 21 points. Looks like the dog this past week in the doghouse with six points. Like, that's just. That was poetry right there. Nice. I try. That's that's three beers deep, Tim, on a Thursday, <laughs> Wednesday night, whatever it is. Um, so, man, that matchup's not great. But on the other side, we have Saquon. We talked about it a little bit. He is listed as a full participant for practice this week, not even on the injury report. But that neck injury clearly did a number on him last week. Did not look the same. The Giants' offense was poor. And this week, they have they are at Washington, who has a very, very solid run defense. Not a great matchup. The other running back, Austin Eckler, he's matchup proof, in my opinion. He's going to get his 20-plus points um, home versus the Titans. The Titans have a good defense, but they've really been struggling lately. So it, it might be red here on sleeper, but I, I, I don't buy that. That's a plus matchup for me. Um and one minus. So about tied there, one one apiece. Down to the wide receiver spots. This is where it starts to get ugly. <laughs> Chris has Michael Pittman at Minnesota, a team that just lets receivers waltz all over them. Gabe Davis versus Miami. Got that stack with Josh Allen in the in the cold, in the snow. Maybe they can make some magic happen. Aaron, Devontae Adams versus the New England Patriots. Adams is wide receiver three on the year, but he's low-key been a bit streaky. You know, he's had his classic 35, 40-point games, but he sprinkled in a nine-point game, one-point game, uh, 10-point game. Like, there's, there's definitely some floor out there, so we'll see on that one. And then Mr. Touchdown himself, Tyler Lockett. Unbelievable. At home, granted, but against maybe the number one defense in the NFL, San Francisco 49ers, can he score for a seventh week in a row? No, we he can't. shall see. So that now. one's an iffy, iffy matchup. I think Chris's wide receivers have far and away the best matchups there. Tight end, I think Chris takes this one. Let's go. Uh, That's right. Fairly easily. I mean, TJ Hawkinson's been a stud since being traded to the Vikings. Colts, go Colts. I mean, I'm Colts, not expecting them to really be able to hang out there. And then Aaron's right now slotted to play. Coming off IR, Dallas Goddard. 
Sleeper's latest report says Goddard is still up in the air as to playing Sunday, but he is trending in the right direction. If Aaron, if Goddard does not play, uh, there is currently nobody who can slide into that tight end position. So that is a glaring weakness where we won't know right away if Goddard's able to play or not. It's going to take another, at least another full day of practice reports to come out. So I, I think, hope they say he's ready to go and they're just like, you know what? We decided to limit his snaps. There's a fair chance of that. I you know, there's a shoulder injury. Like maybe he only gets 10, 15 snaps. So we'll see. Maybe Foster Moreau is getting picked back up for that blank, blank empty. No, 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 no. no. Okay. He's, he's dead to me. We're getting, we're getting <laughs> the nose from that one. No. Anyway. Okay. So the flex spot, this is where Aaron's got the clear, Jesus. clear yeah. advantage. Tyreek Hill and Amon Ross St. Brown on one end versus Latavius Murray. <laughs> <laughs> George Pickens. Woo! Two of these things are not like the other. Let's go. Granted, Latavius uh, Murray is in a plus matchup versus the Cardinals, whose defense is absolute hot garbage. And George Pickens, like you know, at Carolina. Who knows what what, what is he? He's a squeaky wheel. He was last week, yeah. Ten point ten points last week. So, you know, he might get something. But yeah, Tyreek Hill. At Buffalo, cold game. Maybe there's a chance they get slowed down there, but unlikely. And then Amon Ross St. Brown, Chris, you got to be hoping for a saucy week. Oh, yeah. yeah. A sauce gardener. Like, I, I can't stop singing that guy's sauce. praise. If you get sauce on Amon Ra, you could be talking about a five point or under performance. So, you know, clearly the names outweigh the others, but man, I'm talking. I'm talking myself into Team Fairlife. Like I said, this is four beers now on the night, and I, I'm changing my pick. I'm going Team Fairlife. I'm taking Whoa! the upset pick in round one. Whew, that Yikes! was a lot going through, but I, I did it. We're there. Holy cow. Um, Aaron, I'll let you go. You go. What are your thoughts? I, I think I'm going to pick myself, but I am I am scared shitless. Really? Uh, I am. Yeah. Just every single matchup is just, I just think I'm going to have to grind this win out and I could see it being a 130 to 120 win, you know, yeah, just like, just like not because I just don't have the matchups this week and um, I got to make the right play at quarterback I'm probably going to debate that all week with Trevor Lawrence, how good he's been looking versus Kirk Cousins. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Tyler Lockett, I mean, I really got to make, I mean, Thursday, if he pulls off a dud, that's a terrible start. That's a terrible start to my week uh, going up against the 49ers. Dobbins is tempting, you know, uh, and then T. Higgins, do I roll the dice and wait to see if he gets healthy? Like, there's just some question marks. And a, Dallas Goddard is also a glaring thing where I'm like, he better just suit up. He better <laughs> suit up. He better be out there. Because if not, I just, I mean, who am I? Am I going to pivot to to what? Conklin? Kate Otten? Yeah, which uh, free agent tight end are you picking up? Yeah, Kyler Granson. Is that his name? 
Kylan. Kylan Granson. <laughs> yeah. Another Colts player. Yeah. So, yeah, I I do like me to win, but not comfortably. Not comfortably. Now, Tim, I'm asking for a friend here. I do have some potential lineup decisions, okay? Shoot. Uh, you know, DJ Moore, I was a little nervous, but he got a full practice in on Wednesday. He has potential. Do I go for just the ultimate glory play in Jamison Williams? Do I just do, I just do it and just let him ride out there? Um, I'd be – very tempted to you know what, what? james cook do i try to hop back on that wagon you know he was a big disappointment last week uh oh my gosh chris is gonna chris gonna put a lineup in that's either gonna score 50 or 150 <laughs> and there's gonna be no in between i know i don't i don't know if you're listening to this podcast and you want to text a boy some advice I would not be against it. I mean, DJ Moore's at home against Pitt. James Cook at home against the Dolphins. It's yep. Like, God, the other nice. one, don't forget. The other one, don't forget that you might have pop up is the waiver wire edition, Pierre Strong. Mm-hmm. If Damian Harris misses another week with the thigh and Ramondre's out with the ankle. He's probably at in. Vegas. He's probably, he's, I'm not lying. He's, he's probably, probably got to get in. So, I mean, there's I definitely some movement that can still happen on both sides. Like, I, it, it's scary for Aaron. You said it, J.K. Dobbins. But, like, at Cleveland, Cleveland's rush defense, I think, is 32nd in the league. Like, trash. But then it's like, where do you slot him in, right? Like, you can't really pull Saquon, he's, he, even though he's coming off of an iffy week. But, like, you know, we, got, we got some stuff to watch here and see how it unfolds before the games kick off. The fantasy gods were nice and like at least lining up the matchups so this might be competitive. <laughs> they were nice enough to do that as Aaron shakes his head. Uh, I'm sweating. I am sweating already. All right. It's I'm I'm picking Aaron. Wednesday. I know I just said all that, but like I'm I'm picking Aaron. I don't all right, I got you, Chris. I, I appreciate that, Tim. I appreciate that. All right. The only other time, fun fact, the only other time I have not picked my own team, we won. So <laughs> So pick you. No. <laughs> pick you. Yes. No. Riding the odds. That's right. Who's going funny. to early service on Sunday? No, man. I'm going there at 6 a.m. I'm not leaving until 1259. Stop. You better not, and you better go to late service like you normally do. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, a lot of fun to watch in that one. I agree with Tim. The more we talked about that, the more it got interesting. So It's juicy. <laughs> it I like it. More than, it, more than it looks. One for your boy. Let's move on to what is obviously what I consider the first true playoff matchup against two teams that I think will be very, very disappointed if either of them go out in the first round of the playoffs. Of course, I'm talking about Tim in the Mixed administration at 7-7, seven and seven, taking on Mount Passmore, 9-5, and five, and Steven. And guys, what could what more do you need or want out of a there first round matchup? Everywhere. <laughs> names everywhere. Sleeper has this dead even at 50-50 when it 50, comes to the 50. win win probability. And let's just start with Tim, right? 7 and 7, but the record is deceiving. Mm-hmm. This man could easily be 9 and 5 just like Steven if some of the point scoring went his way this year. 
He's riding high. Steven's plateauing a bit. This is going to be a great matchup. Jalen Hurts, in my opinion, for the NFL, the MVP currently as it stands. I don't see how you get anybody else other than maybe Mahomes. But just what he means to Philadelphia, the legs that he's got on him to run the ball. You just can't stop this man. I don't see how he doesn't get another 30 piece. You got Jonathan Taylor, Aaron Jones coming back from bye. I see that Tim's slotting in DK Metcalf. Hopefully can get off to a hot start on Thursday night. They're going to have to throw the football. Jamar Chase, potential to be by himself again at Tampa Bay. Struggling team. I think that's an X factor. Gerald Everett, probably bank him in for eight points. I think that's all Tim really wants or needs out of that position. The flex spots are also looking really nice. Chris Godwin, PPR machine. I think you can mark him for, you know, 12 points at his floor, easily 20 plus if it gets a touchdown. And, and DK or uh, DeAndre Hopkins, yes, it's going to be a backup quarterback. He doesn't have Kyler Murray, but I think the targets are going to come his way. Looking really strong on Tim's side. And you go over to Steven's side. He's got some dudes of his own that I think have some really plus matchups as well. Uh, I like his receivers, especially. I think Stephon Diggs gets back on track this week against Miami. Quite frankly, they they have to. I think this will be a, a high-scoring game, assuming Tua gets his head out of his you-know-what and starts to play like the Tua of the last you know couple months as opposed to the last month here. A.J. Brown against Chicago. I love that. Dalton Schultz, he's the tight end one on his team against Jacksonville. I like that matchup. You like Mike Williams and the Justin Herbert stack. That could be very fruitful for Steven in this matchup against, as Tim already mentioned, a Tennessee team that their defense has been struggling as of late. The one question I have for Steven, guys, In a playoff matchup. That is one obvious elephant in the room here. (laughs) You got the likes of Leonard Fournette. You got Zonovan Knight going up against Detroit. Christian Kirk. I mean, there's some dudes on the bench, and you're riding with a PPR-only guy in Jarek McKinnon, which... Houston is not to mess with when it comes to their passing defense. They've been holding quarterbacks in check and teams have just been running the ball all over Houston. So I think this is more of a Pacheco game. In my opinion, I'm going to be curious to see if he really does pull the trigger, because if so, those are big old gonads from Steven. And that can kind of double on the other side with Pacheco being on Tim's bench. Right. So it's yep. like, how's, how's the chiefs backfield going to play out? Could, you know, determine this matchup low-key going forward yeah so pretty interesting storyline there all things considered i think that this is a high scoring matchup i think both of these teams easily clear 130 if not clear 140 but guys i think i like tim to win this somewhat comfortably i just think he's peaking at the right time i like his matchups i think he has what it takes And especially if he can get both his RBs that are slotted in to get 15-point floors, I think you're looking at a win for Tim. Moving on, 
to a juicy matchup against a struggling stretch team. Yeah, you got to like that if you're Tim. Um, I think this is going to be my my hot take, quote-unquote, of the playoffs. Um, but I think Tim – he probably doesn't want me to say this. But I think Tim dominates this week. La, I, la, 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 la. <laughs> Let's go. I think Tim dominates this week. And I said it before, and I'll say it again. Here is Steven's previous week totals. 119 last week. Week 13, 129. Week 12, 128. Week 11, 102. It's like, okay, you like that, and that's what, a four-week sample? He hasn't gotten over 135 since, I think, the last time him and Tim played, <laughs> which was, I think, like week 9 or week 10 or something. Uh... So, you know, the playoffs, they expose the frauds. They expose, you know, the weaker links of the of the, of the teams. And uh, I just, if you combine that, you know, we talked about we don't like a lot of Steven's matchups going in. But you combine that with Tim arguably being the hottest team in the league. I just think Tim's peaking right now, and I don't think Steven is. I will say Mike Williams comes back, gives his team a whole nother level, I do believe. Because, you know, for a while he was riding, you know, that Christian Kirk and, you know, he'd have Jacoby Myers in there or he'd have a, a Leonard Fournette and it's like, you don't love those. Mike Williams coming in, he's going to be a staple in anybody's lineup. You get, pair that with the Herbert stack. You got to love that. I also really like looking at the Jalen Hurts, uh, A.J. Brown matchup here as well. You yeah. got to think they're going to put up a lot of points against Chicago. Justin Fields can also put up points, so you can see that being a higher scoring game. If Jalen Hurts has a big game without A.J. Brown, that could be the deciding factor right there. I also think Taylor does his thing against the Vikings. Um, and Jones takes advantage of what has been a pretty porous Rams defense lately. So I, I'm going Tim. I don't know why I'm grumbling like that. I'm going Tim. I'm actually going Tim fairly confidently. I hope this doesn't come back to bite me. But I think Tim takes care of business, and he moves on to the next round. I've got a few points that I'm, I'm going to roll through while I got, while I have the crowd, um, the podcast are listening. I'm a big Keenan Allen fan this week. We see Justin Herbert's out there. I have Gerald Everett. He has Mike Williams. I'll gladly take a Keenan Allen 20 target game. Keep Shout the ball away there. from Mike Evans. Big Dallas Goddard. Devonta Smith fan this week. Let's go Jalen Hurts. Let's keep it away from A.J. Brown. Bears, if I were you, I would just triple team him. Maybe even put both safeties over the top on A.J. Brown. Just like, you can't let that guy beat you. Um, and and I, on my my end, I am pulling hard. I would love a vintage Jonathan Taylor performance against the poor Minnesota defense. I think you can get it. Can I get Six to eight catches on top of 20-plus carries. If I can get that out of Jonathan Taylor, he might be the one we're talking about carrying me to the next round. I I got to play DK on th on Thursday night. It's not a great matchup for Niners. We kind of talked about them earlier, but I like the idea of knowing a little bit about how the lineup's going. If DK comes out, puts up a dead, you best believe I'm going to find room in there for Pacheco. You know, high high ceiling. Uh, maybe we're taking out D Hop against Pat Sertan and the Denver defense. So I got a couple moves up my sleeve. Feeling pretty confident with where we are now. But again, I do like having the advantage of the only the only player on Thursday, DK, 
and the only player on Monday night, Aaron Jones. For dramatic effect, I like getting oh, in there God. early. Oh, I like God. scoring points first, and then I like being the last one to score points. It's all going to come down to Aaron Jones. I'm going to have a number I need to get, and that's what I'll be rooting for. So I'm excited. This is a great, great matchup, great way to kick off the playoffs. Um, We, we know the last time you had a Monday night football game riding on the playoffs. Uh, Big Ben. The past is the in the past, ben. man. It's not even Bengals team. Big Ben. Your team has the most like bad juju in the league. Like you have just so many hey, little we like are confident traumatic experiences that could always Sweet. come back to haunt you. Stop. Gosh. <laughs> All right. So you're no. taking yourself, Tim? I, I'm I'm taking myself. I think we're gonna have to gut it out. I, I I'm predicting something around like the 147 to I think Steven could put up a solid 140. That'd be the most he's put up in the past five weeks. So I think he'll take. I, that. I think he'll put up a valiant effort. He'll take that at this point. Aaron, you went with Tim too, right? Sure did. And I also went with Tim. That's a clean sweep in the first round Woo! of the playoffs. So we all picked Tim to move on for a matchup with Stretch. That was your full first round of the playoffs preview. Before we get out of here, boys, who's ready for some? Bracketology. Hold on Let's to your go. lug nut, folks, because we are about to run through these matchups. Let's do this. I will start off. We'll start off with the loser's bracket. Of course, I already picked Don to beat Clayton, and I picked Zach to upset Hayden going into that game. I think the game for the punishment, I think you're going to see uh, Hayden beat Clayton, unfortunately. I think Clayton has to endure the punishment and in the championship i want zach obviously but i think don takes it i think don secures the number one overall pick for next year's draft and i will have to settle for number two and i'll be okay with that let's move on to the winner's bracket actually you know what let's just do the loser's bracket between us yeah, i think don wins through. yep aaron i'll throw it over to you let's go over let's go through the loser's bracket real quick yep so i like don against clayton to move on and I like Hayden against Zach and in that coveted matchup for that number one seed I think Hayden gets it done with some of the big pieces on his roster he's gonna be focused set a good lineup he gets that pick and then in the last place game and in the last place game yes uh I like Clayton to be getting the league punishment Ooh. Sorry, sorry, buddy. I think it's going to happen. Yikes. All right, and Tim, loses bracket. Way of words. Okay, so we like Hayden and Don to move on in the first matchup, leaving the punishment game between Clayton and Zach. And I'm going to take Clayton and a predicting a red-hot Elijah Moore to carry him to victory over Zach. And in the finals of the consolation bracket i'm gonna take hayden comfortably over don i think hayden can run the tables here secure some good picks and uh be that guy moving forward all right so two for hayden one for don in the championship bracket let's move on to the big boys right on beat and we're back i love that all right uh aaron you might start in the playoffs man i'll throw it over to you the winner's bracket all the way the chip baby who you taking 
All right, yes, yeah, so we've got in the top, we got the five seed Tim against the four seed Steven. And I like Tim to move on and face stretch in round two. And I'm gonna go, you know, just this side of the bracket. I'll go to the all other right, side right. and we'll get to the championship last. Stretch versus Tim. Stretch is hobbling into the playoffs. I think Tim rides high once again with another huge point total against Stretch. And he waltzes in to the championship this year. And on the opposite side, you got myself versus Chris round one. Tough matchups for me, but I think I get it done, albeit not easily against Chris. And I'm uh -huh. gonna take Anthony in the second round. And guys, this is gonna be a fireworks matchup. Pew, 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 pew. There's gonna be a lot of points scored. It's gonna come down probably to if Lamar Jackson plays or not. I like myself to edge it out, guys. I All like right. myself okay. to get right. back to the championship. And guys, I think I think I'm going to surprise you on who I have winning it all. Save it. I, I say save it. Let's all we'll get to our championship game and then we'll come back. All we'll right. come back to it. So right. a championship game for me, myself versus Tim. All right. Well, I'll opt in here. Steven and Tim, we already talked about it. I like Tim to move on, set up a second round matchup with Stretch. And of course, your boy and Aaron. I'm unfortunately picking Aaron. Hoping the gods are in my favor, but I'm picking Aaron. I think he squares up with a Chipotle clash in the second round with his rival, Anthony. And in that game, Aaron already said it. I love the fireworks that's going to be coming down here. But check this out. Week 16, Geno Smith plays the Chiefs. I like that for him. Even if even if uh, uh, Lamar Jackson doesn't play, Geno Smith in there, and I literally think Christian McCaffrey is going to go back to 2019, weeks one through 17. Christian McCaffrey, I think he's going to set the league on fire going. I'm forward. so scared, and right. I like Anthony to upset Aaron. I know he's the number one seed, but we know Aaron's the hottest team right now. I like Anthony to upset Aaron in that round. And then I do like Tim to take care of business against Stretch. Kyler going down. You don't like to see that. I know he, like, thrives on this energy. But I like Tim to beat Stretch, setting up a championship between the Mixon administration and Team Uninspired Youth. We will have a new owner of the nut. Tim, to you. All right. Well, we went over it. I'm taking myself over Steven in a narrow but fun first round to take on Stretch in round two. And I'm the one taking Chris. Let's go. Aaron and defeat the reigning champion and go on to take on uninspired youth in round two. In that round two matchup, I'm going to take Anthony. Oh. I, I, <laughs> I just think he's got the more to get it done. CMC going to carry him to that championship week on the other side of the bracket. I'm taking myself. Easy over Let's that go. fraudster. Oh, he said it. The <laughs> F word came out. I'm going to stomp on him right there in that round two match. So, setting up a championship like Chris between myself and Team Uninspired You. All right, Aaron. Throw it over to you. You got Aaron. You got Tim. Who is your champion? 
So I think, to be honest with you guys, if I do beat Anthony, it's going to be I catch some studs on off weeks to get to that point. I don't I don't have enough, guys. I don't have enough. I think Tim beats me in the championship, and the new nut champion is Tim Raider when it's all said and done. I think I put up a good effort. Don't get me wrong. I just think Tim has too much explosion with guys like Jamar Chase, Jalen Hurts. I think it's his year. I think Tim rises to the occasion and wins the nut in 2022. Uh, make that two. <laughs> I in our sticking and di- stick, sticking or dipping segment a couple weeks ago, I chose Tim. I chose Tim since the beginning, and I'm doing it now as well. I've been on Tim, no homo, for the whole year. His team is finally firing on all cylinders. And I think the most unlikely of hero comes out week one of this year. You would think he'd be the most likely of heroes. But people are going to remind or going to remember that Jonathan Taylor is a top five running back in this league. The run in isn't easy, but he gets the Vikings, the Chargers and then the Giants to finish it out. I like those matchups. I think they're going to lean on him. Jeff Saturday finally knows that Matt Ryan isn't good at football. I think Jonathan Taylor has a very, very powerful end to the season. Brings the nut home to the Mixon administration. Tim wins it all. And to Tim, who we got? Aaron, I'll be at your house tomorrow to take that trophy from you. Oh, my God. Clean, sweet. Tonight, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be excited. My dreams are going to be glorious tonight guys like a clean sweep in the playoff bracket prediction that only happens when you get like duke as the number one seed and you're playing all these scrubs like okay all right so you know i don't necessarily like the optics of being a clean 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 sweep but i'll take it i'll ride it heck even if i lose to steven this week i'll always have this moment (laughs) I'll always have this moment It was awesome I'll take that nut any day I'll I'll come over tomorrow and pick it up Aaron (laughs) Take a ton of pictures with it immediately There you go Alright ladies and gentlemen That was your Bracketology Bracket predictions We all, all of ours look the same The Mix Administration taking it all At the end of the year Let's sign out and get you guys out of here Broncos country as always instagram twitter this league underscore pod you can subscribe comment rate us share us with your friends and as always it's playoff time so i need you to just be yelling aggressive things you can you can just click it i don't even care but while you do it just be like football monster trucks and just like click the like button because we bring in that playoff energy I'm going to be smiling ear to ear and it's not the beer. It's the, what we just went through. We don't, we didn't go over this beforehand. I didn't know you guys were going to pick me. The smile's not going away. I'll, I'll subscribe, unsubscribe, subscribe again. <laughs> stomp that like button. Like I'm going to stomp my opponents. Dang. Oh, man, I'm fired up. Feeling it, it's gonna be a great time. Or you just click it. Or like you, can just, you just click the like button. I feel like Aaron's a little butthurt that he's not the, He's not the reigning defending uh, favorite anymore. I was nervous. <laughs> I, I wasn't. Oh, what a TikTok. What a great TikTok. Okay. 
All right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, www.thisleakpod is where you can go to keep up with all of the scores. That's where you can go to follow along with all of our misery. It is the playoffs. They are here. We made it. Well, most of us made it. Uh, playoffs? But they are beginning, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Chris Mitchum. We are going to be a puddle of emotions, so tune in next week because it will be fun. I'm out. Love you guys. Cheer me on. Root for me. I'm going to win the night, or I'm just really set up for another year of heartbreak. Either way, peace. All the storylines. And I'm Aaron. I'm really scared. Go on, get it.